What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. I've got the whole crew with me today. I'm not going to go through the whole introductions. Fam, fellas, how we doing? Good, good, man. Outstanding. All right, let's just jump right into it. Comic-Con was this past weekend. So much stuff to break down and discuss. Chief is already hyped up and excited talking about Shazam, the trailer we we saw for the first time this weekend. Chief, go ahead. What you think about it? I, I thought it looked stupid, man. It, it reminded me of some 80s, almost fraggle rock. Uh, I mean, Shazam was like a bumbling idiot. It almost I thought a comic was playing him when I saw the trailer. I said, is this, is this, is this a comedy? Is Shazam a comedy? Because it looked like they, they took some fake muscles, padded muscles, slapped it on the dude. Uh, it just, he, he slicked his hair back so he looks like a fool. Uh, he just, the dude looks stupid. The dude looks stupid. He looks, he looks, he looks, he looks almost comical. He looks comical. That's what it is. It's not almost. He looks comical. He looks like, uh, reminded me of Ant-Man. Is that what it is? Ant, uh, not Ant-Man. Uh, ah, the oh, from, I know uh, exactly which one you're talking about. Cause the, I was going to say blue it, Ant- the tick, the, the blue, tick, the tick. There we go. He reminded me of the tick, and I was like, "Yo, this dude is it's, it's straight chocolate daddy." You know what I mean? Um, so I saw it. I'm like, "Yo, this is chocolate daddy all the way." And this was the movie that I was excited about coming out. But it looks like they're looking for a genre from five to perhaps eleven year old, more so than that. Uh, adult um, that adult vision because that that thing that that thing was bad. I don't even know who approved. Who's the trailer approver? Because <laughs> that, wow. that that dude they need to pull him out back and, and beat the hell out of him. Especially Man. if I'm one of the producers on the show and I see that after all the money I put in for the producing of this movie, and then you lay out that lame ass trailer. And like I said, man, I, was, was, was he a greaser? Is he a greaser? Am I watching The Outsiders? I, I don't know. So, listen, the whole thing was stupid. It's a stupid trailer. The movie that I was excited about um, just totally just totally ruined it for me. I'm like, yo, this I don't want to see this. I'm not going to see this unless the product, they, they got to show me something. Maybe that was the... They, they accidentally did that. That was for some some commercial for for videos or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. But that, listen, fellas, you you know you're with me. That joint was it was chocolate daddy 100. percent So yeah, that's how I wow. feel about Shazam. Shabu, Shabu. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Javon, what do you think? I wanted to like it. I really did. Um. Because DC need to win, man. They need they need to win. They need to win, right? And so somebody was hyping up Shazam trailer, Shazam trailer, Shazam trailer. So I watched it, and I mean, almost verbatim, Chief took my thoughts out of my head and verbalized them, man. It it, it, it looks ridiculous, one. And I mean, I when you think about the superhero movie, even if it's, even if it's gonna be comical, you want to laugh, right? Mm-hmm. This movie, the none of the best part you you can't even say the best parts of this movie are going to be potentially in this trailer, because none of the none of what happened in the trailer was funny. It wasn't funny. There wasn't one scene in that trailer shown 
that you said, you know what, I, yeah, I will go see that. Or, ha, that's funny, that might be worth a chuckle. Or if that's on cable, I will catch it when it premieres. Wow. Or if it's on okay. Netflix, I'll catch it when it premieres. Yeah, it's just, right. it's, it's, it's a movie. No love from you. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, let, me, let me see if anybody else has a different opinion. Jace, what do you think about it? I do not have half the hate of these guys. Jeez. I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Somebody, I don't know. I can't even articulate what he, I mean, I think you guys just really said how you felt about this movie. And I just, I mean, like, I'm not sure that suit works right now. I'm like, it might be a little too padded. Like, they can chop some of that off and make him look like he's actually, I mean, I don't think he's like Henry Cavall, but he, Shazam should be kind of like on the scale of Henry. I mean, like Superman, he just has different powers. Like kind of how Jefferson last week, like he's a kid who gets superpowers. Like he's supposed to be a kid with superpowers. Like this really should appeal. This should appeal to kids. It's not. I mean, it's like, hey, I will. If you take your young son or daughter, it's not going to make them hate it. It's not going to be like. Phantom Minutes, like, where they're like, wait, this isn't as funny as they think it is. Like, this should be how a kid should act when he's got superpowers. Like, oh, I'm going to buy, I'm going to get beer because nobody thinks I'm actually a 10-year-old. Like, stuff like that. Like, so, I mean, like, I'm like, okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think that's, is that Mark Strong is the bad guy, Jeff? Yes, it is. That's that's my boy Mark Strong, Sinestro from from Chief's favorite movie, Green Lantern. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like okay. So I, I, I got we got Mark Strong, Shazam, who's not a jerk, which as we all have articulated after last week, and Javon has finally seen the light. Shazam. I mean, uh, Justice League War was horrible, and some of it was because Shazam was a complete tool before he got powers. So. This is a kid who stands up for somebody else. Like, okay, this, this should work. It's like you don't have to have him Shazam most of the movie. It's like I can actually be the comic part, and then you get to the action when you got Mark Strong doing his thing. So that that's hey, that doesn't seem moody and one makes me want to slit my throat. The world sucks, so that's already a better a good trailer for me. So I I, right. see, I mean it's on my list. And Gunner, what do you think? Ben told y'all last week the joint's gonna flop, and y'all were like, nah, 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 nah. See, some of y'all seeing the light. I'm telling you, this looks whack. It's gonna be whack. It looked like the tick and Arthur only without the tick suit. It literally looked like that only with like a red, black lightning suit. That's all I got. I'm like, well, I called it. I'm just gonna say I called it, and it's gonna flop. It's gonna flop. And poor Mark Strong, he's gonna be in another joint. <laughs> Another DC comic joint. He's gonna be like, forget it. I'm done playing villains in DC comics because y'all don't know what the heck you're doing. I'm moving to Marvel. And he'll probably play like the real Mandarin or something, and people get mad because he's not Asian. No, he'll probably get it. Play Doctor Doom. That would be awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine that dude would be mm-hmm. awesome. That's right. Because Fox right. took over. Yes. Or yeah. got got taken over. Yes. So yeah, I'd be awesome. He needs to switch to Marvel because DC doesn't know what how to use such a great actor, and that's it. All right. Wow. Well. Uh, looks like, despite my thoughts, it's going to be a majority of you guys hated it, but I thought this was Shazam. I mean, it's not supposed to be a dark and moody, uh, movie, or he's not a dark and moody character. He was always lighter, like a, a child's fantasy version of Superman. 
And I think the movie, at least in the trailer, captured that pretty well. He's not upset about his past. He's just excited that he's got superpowers. And I think this is the kind of movie that they haven't brought out to the masses yet. And I think a lot of families are going to like this. And DC is really struggling in terms of getting families, with the exception of Wonder Woman. You know, because you're not going to take kids to go see Batman versus Superman in droves. Um, and I think Shazam is going to be there. Ooh, I want to be Captain Marvel. Uh, Shazam. So I think it's going to do... I think you guys are going to be surprised. You know, whether you like it, eh, it's up for, up for debate. But I think it's going to do well, and it's going to be the kind of movie that's going to help uh, Warner Brothers with their DC movie turnaround. Now, speaking of DC and their movies, let's switch over to the other big trailer that we saw from them, Aquaman. Um, from our text thread, I got the feeling that your thoughts on this were a little bit different. So let's start off with Gunner. What's your take on Aquaman? I thought it was good. I mean, that's Aquaman. I like the take on Aquaman that they have, and it's the same dude, you know, from meeting the same character traits as 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 we saw in the other movie. Um, yeah, we're going to see Black Manta. I mean, we're going to see some classic villains that look like they're done well. It looks like the classic, you know, underwater who's going to take over Atlantis, who's in charge of this. Arthur trying to figure out his life since he's between two worlds. Works out for me. I'm good with that. And going back to Shazam, yeah, it looks like a good Shazam trailer, but so did Thor. That doesn't mean I'm excited about the movie. The movie's whack. <laughs> uh, Chief, how about you? What do you think about Aquaman? Aquaman trailer turned turned me around. Because, um, you know, I had been, and that's the funny thing, I you know, after watching him with the uh, Justice League, and it's all right, dude. You know, I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know, this dude here. But then watching the, you know, actually watching the trailer, I was like, hold on, this thing here might be. It looks like it's going to be exciting. Um, it looks like it's got some some good action sequences. Um, so I, you know, the trailer turned me around completely. Um, so I'm excited about this one now. I and I, you know, me, I, you know, I'd be the first to admit that I, you know. I was totally the other way up until I saw the trailer. Um, and that's why I said it's funny how trailers can change your mind about something. Because um, the way I switched off to Shazam, I thought the Shazam, I thought I'd be excited about that until I saw the trailer. Um, but uh, I saw the Aquaman thing. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. It looks like it's going to be exciting. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, the movie still captures the same excitement for me as the trailer did. I mean, you know, trailer's a snippet, but I hope that movie is is just as good, uh, you know, when I sit down and watch it. Um, So, yeah, so let's let's see what happens. Yeah, you know, uh, let's get this thing right. Let me see this Aquaman movie. All right. Javon, what's your take? Um, Yeah, same. I hope they get it right. For for DC's sake, they need a win. Aquaman trailer looks, it, it surprised me. Um, I, I hope that they put as much effort into making this movie that they did into making Wonder Woman and making it a really good movie. Um, and that the trailer wasn't fluke and we don't go to the theaters and see this thing and be like, this is garbage. It, they, they, they might pleasantly surprise us. And Momoa, from the trailer and what I've seen from Justice League and him playing Aquaman, 
he's putting his own spin. He's doing it right, it looks. He's he's not trying to be anything other than kind of Jason Momoa playing Aquaman, <laughs> which is which is good, which is good. Mm-hmm. You need to just play it by ear and, and, and make this character your own. Make Aquaman your own. He seems to be doing that. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm up for good things for him. All right, Jace. Wrap, wrap it up on this one. Aquaman, okay. what's your take? Looks good. Uh, looks like it's got some decent action. I, I'm not sure if it if it's gonna kind of go like uh, Thrones of Atlantis, which I'm okay with as long as you know as long as we don't get rid of main bad guys just for the sake of uh, shock value. I think DC has kind of learned like not to do stupid stuff like that. Like you can't ha- don't kill off the bad guys. I think Marvel kind of helped them figure that out, which I think they I, I appreciate it because they were always bad on that, like even with the early Batman movies. Uh, I mean, you know, the two Batman movies that were out before with the Christian Bale one. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm it's like, okay, Jason Momoa looks like, I mean, I, and I'm not really sure if this is like a, like I think I talked to you, Jeff, and like, I don't know if this is like a prequel before Justice League, kind of how Wonder Woman is a prequel to Justice League, but I, I mean, I mean, well, to Dawn of Superman. Yeah, whatever. This so, Dawn of Justice. This is this is after Justice League. Okay. All right. So, uh, I mean, like, okay, it's gonna flesh out some of this, a little bit of Atlantis we saw, uh, give some backstory to him. So, I, I'm thinking, I mean, like, they, they put some money behind it. It's like this. It's not a story that really should come off as stupid. It's like, yo, this is a guy torn between two worlds. Like, there's there's some. There's plenty of material, even if you don't get the character 100%. It's like, it's a person torn between two worlds. Like, just use, anybody's got some real world examples, like your life, your relationship, like, just use that, and that'll be your, your guiding light. And it's like, and then, if all else fails, just listen to Jeff Johns. Like, it'll be fine. So, they do that. I, I think, I mean, and based on the trailer, they're looking like they're doing that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see this one. To your point about the villains, uh, I definitely think they've got some potential to keep both or one of them at least around. And hopefully, now this is one thing that we didn't get any news on, um, but I still want to see the Justice League sequel and I want to see the Legion of Doom, Secret Society of Supervillains, whatever they want to do. Um, and throw Black Mana, Deathstroke, Lex Luthor, uh, and whoever else. But, yeah, I want to see that. So I'm hoping they keep those guys around. Now, uh, let's see. We we also had the Aquaman. We saw the new Flash trailer. And we saw The Walking Dead. So um, you guys want to hear your thoughts, not necessarily on all three, but which one of those three TV shows kind of stood out to you and why? Chief, let's start off with you. All right. So one of them was Flash. One of them was The Walking Dead. And what was the third trailer? Arrow, but I know you don't watch Arrow. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, I said one of them, all right. So, um, can I be honest? Can I use my honest voice? Yeah, go for it. I hated them all. <laughs> I didn't watch the Arrow trailer, so I can't spew hate that way. Um, for whatever reason, The Walking Dead, it did excite me. Um, it, it looked like I mean, as, as when you watch the trailer, it looked like um, all the communities getting together, a uh, couple of dust-ups as the communities learn to trust each other or settle into some trust or whatever have you. Um, 
it didn't like I think the reason why my man's getting out is not because of kids, there's no more material left for him as an actor. Like you it's time to like yo, I'm just time for me to go. There's no more there's nothing more that, that we can do here. Um mm-hmm. so you know, it flashed the number one T V show and I'm thinking, man, yeah, maybe at a time, but like has as Rick's last season takes place and this is a, a, a Rick that looks like he's aged considerably since you know, so it looks like some time has actually passed since, you know, this whole uh Negan thing took place. Um it it just uh it didn't look that great. I mean and, and you know, maybe the hey listen. You know, maybe the season turns out to be the best season ever. I don't know. But that that trailer didn't it didn't excite me. I mean, it wasn't Shazam, but it wasn't it wasn't great either. I just got nothing to say about that trailer that that wasn't exciting. I mean it just looked like you know how we go through, we watch uh, Walking Dead, and basically nothing happens that episode, and we keep thinking to ourselves, okay, next episode is going to be the episode where they get down. Next episode is going to be the episode where something happens. And you keep saying that to yourself. Next episode, the next episode, and then you get seven, eight episodes in, and you realize you've been bored this whole time, and the only reason why you're watching is because you love the show. And that's how the trailer came off to me. It just came off just a series of bored of boring episodes that you continue to watch because at this point you're invested in the show. Now as far as Flash goes, it just seems like the same old thing with Flash. You know, um so we got a new speedster. Uh I guess supposedly the, the daughter comes to comes to town now, who instead of coming telling the whole truth, I don't know why no one ever comes in and tells the whole truth. <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like, yo, yep. I'm here. This is what happened. This is what's wrong. This is what we got to try to stop. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you know. And then again. Like I said, more of the same. More episodes where we're wondering why something didn't happen the episode before or why why these guys can't get it together or whatever the case may be. Now, uh, Flash wasn't terrible last season. I'm not gonna say that about Flash. I thought that it it uh it lingered on. I think that we could have ended Flash probably about six episodes, seven episodes before it actually did end. Um, but uh, I'm just you know more or less. I'm just like okay. So again, another trailer where I'm not excited. I don't know if the rest of you guys that saw the Flash trailer were like oh oh oh. This is it. It just seemed like, you know, it's just more of the same. Like, and and the, the funny thing about these these Flash things is this: um, Flash has his own comic book. There's literally hundreds of storylines that you can go with. Matter of fact, you could go with several good storylines a a season. And still have enough storylines for for ten, fifteen seasons. If you go through the Flash comics and be like, you know, we're gonna run this storyline, do a few tweaks, blah blah blah. 
I, you know, this here, I don't, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, um, I'm really thinking that some of these shows would be better served on the Netflix side at this point. I think that um, by watching the superhero shows on the Netflix side and then coming back to the regular CW side, uh, I think that there's there's a there's sort of a difference in, in, in and I want to say realism loosely, sort of a difference in the realism and things that take place or could take place in it. Um, but like I said, you know, Flash just looks like more of the same, you know. Um, as you know, my saying was sixty was six ninety nine. Now, six ninety nine. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see, Gunner. What did you what what trailer stood out to you, and why are those TV shows? You know, I don't watch The Walking Dead because that show's been boring forever. So we're just gonna leave that there. Um, uh, I'll go from worse to or go from bad to good. Um, <clears throat> so Walking Dead, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, when is this thing ending? Like seriously. Um, and then let's see, Arrow. I don't know. I mean. I'm interested in seeing how they work their way out of, you know, um, 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 what's them called getting out of jail, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I just, you know, I, I'm a little tired of the whole chick playing, um, black canary and she's really, you know, black siren. I'm getting a little tired of that whole, this is Laurel. This isn't Laurel thing. So I'm a little tired of that. I think I saw Michael J. Wright, so yay, yay birthday twin in there. But, you know, I'm interested in seeing how they go, but I, I feel like I'm looking at a really, really, really long season of resolution. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to sit through every episode, but I'm gonna, I'm interested in seeing what will happen, right? Um, then we'll move to Flash. Flash, I definitely want to see how they deal with this time travel thing. Um, I think we saw Wally in there. I think he has straight hair still, which is kind of annoying. Um, but whatever. I am excited that he's finally, you know, that Barry's finally getting his ring. Like, I just saw that. I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. And then we got a whole new, another villain. I don't know if he's time-traveled or, or what, but, yeah, I'm down. Good deal. Jace, what trailer stood out to you? Okay. Uh, Walking Dead. Why do you always sound like you've been running? Because I have to figure out where the mute button is. That's all. All right. Really okay. So, it. yeah. Okay. So, Walking Dead. It looked like they tried to throw every action scene of the whole season into that trailer to make you think, "All right, guys, we are turning it around." Even though you've heard these rumors that we're going to change up the script, this really is us changing the corner. There's going to be excitement every episode. You know, you're not you. You won't know what to expect. But some of us have seen these trailers like that. It's like, yeah, I've seen that before. I, I, I don't buy it. I'm not, I know what I'm in for. It's going to be a whole lot of slow episodes. So, uh, that one's moving on. Uh, Arrow, I think, I, I mean, like, I got to agree with uh, Melvin on this one because it's like, how, how are they going to get out of the resol- I mean, at the resolution of last season? It's almost going to, it's like going to have to take like three or four episodes for it to actually make sense. And then it'll be like, by that time, I'll be bored with it. So it's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it, but 
I, I'm definitely watching that on the uh, DVR uh, instead of live. Flash. <laughs> Flash, I, it, it's funny because they uh, I read that the last part of the trailer was actually supposed to be the last part of season four of the last season's episode. So you kind of can see that, you know, there's somebody who's really kind of invested in what Flash is doing. If this, and I don't know that much about Takeda, but he seems like he's not, if you keep him off screen most of the season, he could be good. But if they're going to have him like DeVoe every up, I mean, like, seem like this super menace, and then all of a sudden they beat him in like five minutes in the finale, that's not going to work either. So hold on, let me interrupt you real fast. Now, did any. Have any of y'all seen this dude? What's the kid is supposed to look like in the comic book versus uh, how he actually looks with the casting of old boy Chris Klein from American Pie? That is a Mark Wahlberg switch up in terms of casting a dude who is bald, old, and white haired and replace him with a former uh, future heartthrob. Okay. Now, uh, if the guy's going to be immoral, you would say, hey, he, why, why would you want, if you're going to be a moral, why would you want to be an old dude? That happened late in, in a run. Okay. <laughs> so, I, the, the rumor, I mean, like, and I, I'm not plugged into anything, but just like the, the, the theory, everybody thought that the guy they were actually going to cast uh, for Sakata was going to be Mark uh, Pellegrino from Lost Jacob. And Jeff, we're, we're going to talk. There, eventually, we're going to understand who that is in another show, but we we, we, we have all summer, and you're, you're going to be on that. Yep. So, if if he had actually been Jacob, that would have kind of, he looks like kind of a dude who could be a cult leader. Like, yeah. He's okay. kind of, there's a little something off about that dude. Yeah, I could buy him being mesmerizing cult leader, dude. Right, Chris Klein, see. last thing I saw him in was election. You had to sing American Wedding or Reunion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like that. But that was something like outside of the American Pie kind of. Oh. That's kind of where I was going. I wanted to say, hey, not as, you know, uh, what was his name in that movie? Oh, Striker. Ostrich. Yeah. So I wanted. To, I'm not saying he can't do it. I mean, it's just like, hey, just don't put him in. Just don't overexpose the dude. I mean, like, no matter what, like, don't try and put him like. Uh, Gosh, uh, Jay Garrick in season two. But, I mean, <laughs> just like just mask all freaking season. <laughs> huh? No, I mean, I mean, like actual Jay Garrick, like how uh, Zoom was. Yeah. Like how he was like the friend, but then you saw it, and like, oh, and yeah. then after the season, I mean, the winter break, then oh shoot, y'all got fooled the whole time. Like, don't try and do that. Don't don't. As long as they don't try and do that. Like oh he's you know some scientist in uh, the freaking Central City. How Police dare department. you accuse the CW of not being original with their Arrowverse shows? They're breaking new ga- ground every Jeff, year. Okay, I want you to say that on if you can say that after episode three of Batwoman when they say I I fight to save my city. And with the help of my friend, loser, loser, and loser, tech genius, geeky girl, 
and love interest, and I will save my city. If you can say that with a slightly straight face, I will believe there's some hint of originality in CW. I'm going to tell you that's not going to be the case. All right. I don't that's think that's going to be the case. That would, right. be that would be wonderful. No, hold on. Did, did any of you guys take his, uh, a gander at the uh, a Supergirl trailer? A gander? It wasn't much of a trailer. It, just it wasn't. Oh, that was the hilarious part. Huh? The hot one? The what now? What show was that again? Supergirl. Hey, I watched yeah, the Legends trailer today. That was even like really Why bad. would you? I don't even under That show does not exist to me. <laughs> <laughs> Legends was like, it was just like, here, remember all the reasons really you should have not jumped off the show last season? We're going to remind you of it. But we're bringing Constantine back, so you might tolerate us for five minutes. Nope. Answer not still even, no. Not even John Constantine is getting me back. Not all right, Javon, either. you're going to do me a solid and, and actually do what I asked, man. Because nobody else wanted to. Everybody else wanted to give their full thoughts on every trailer. Which okay. one stood out to you? Did you want to break down? Um, the only standout for me was Walking Dead because I'm the that's the only show I've vested my time into, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll say this about it: The Walking Dead no longer knows what it's doing. The The Walking Dead is the show is just that; it's just waiting to die. It, at this stage, they should call it waiting to die. And I think the kiss of death is going to be Andrew Lincoln's last episode, last show on The Walking Dead, because I don't know how this show can go on. I mean, I, look, they can write new material. They can insert someone else as the leader of the pack, but we're not going to care anymore. And the thing is, I, I think after, what, nearly a decade on the air, nearly a decade now, the actors who are on this show from who who have been mainstays, um, they've gotten bigger than the show. Mm. They've gotten bigger than the show. Um, and like Chief said earlier, I can't imagine Andrew Lincoln wants to continue to play Rick Grimes for s- season number nine. I, I, I can only imagine this season right here was the swan song and as as bittersweet as it may be for him, he really wants to just leave this show and put it behind him, put this time behind him, because it, it's it's a slog at this point. And I that like like Chief said also that whole number one show on cable, okay, well we don't believe you not anymore. There's a lot of there's a lot of shows on cable, man. There are a lot of better shows on cable right now. I mean, you have this cult, you have this following. It's not a cult following. It's it's a global phenomenon. It's, it's a following, but at the same time, it's lost a lot of luster and it's lost a lot of characters that drew people to that show. Um, the the season finale last season being so anticlimactic, um, that doesn't lead you into a, a big series premiere. You know what I mean? Like if there was a cliffhanger, if they would have ended with a real bang like they have in past seasons that would maybe draw you into watching this season, especially given the news that Andy Lincoln is going to make this his last season, you would be incentivized, I I would believe, to want to see what they can do this year, what happens this year, and how they go forward. But no, I think you got to wrap up to a pretty anticlimactic uh, 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 season that get, that teased you, and a couple of the se- the episodes through the season, 
were better than the season finale, and that should never be the case. That should never be the case. I think they have really lost their luster, and there's nothing that they can do. And even if, let's say, they can resurrect this show and bring it back to its season three, four, five days, so much time has passed that you really don't care. The show's jumped the shark, and it's gotten bigger than itself. And um, people are not going to care. I think those who have long walked away from the show, there's nothing that's going to happen. There's nothing that they're going to see this year that's going to incentivize them to come back. And those folks like me who have been with this show since day one and are now kind of over it because this show has put them through so much and they've gone through so much with it, you're, you're kind of either at the tipping point or you've, you've, you've jumped off. You're like, okay, I'm not going to watch. And if I do watch this year, it'll be sporadic. It'll be on my time. It's not going to be must-watch 9 o'clock on Sundays. It's, it's, that's not going to be the case. So I think, you know, albeit they try to pack as much as they could to incentivize, you know, viewers to, to tune into The Walking Dead and say, we still got it. The truth is you really don't. You lost it a while ago, and you're just trying to recapture what you had. All right. Um, I'm very tired, apparently, of the CW format. Uh, it just seems like every season, you know, I can just see from watching the trailer how these gonna how these episodes are going to break down with, like she said, the mistrust, the lack of information, the stupid romance, the stupid exploring of powers, and just secrets that end up causing real problems. The only one that really interested me was Arrow because it looked like it was going to do something different. And holding on to the bad guy from last season, keeping him around, kind of has me intrigued. Walking Dead also has me interested because I just want to see what they do. And uh, apparently they're bringing, back, bringing in a bunch of characters from the comic book, which I won't know. But I'm always interested because people still get excited about seeing some of their favorite comic book characters brought onto the show. Speaking of Walking Dead. I know you guys are going to be very happy about this because after a long investigation, Ham C decided Chris Hardwick did nothing wrong and he is able to return to his gig of talking dead, et cetera. Oh, no et cetera. And it was, was, what's kind of messed up for him is that this is the week after, or I mean, just days after Comic Con, which is one of his huge major deals where he's like all over all these panels and moderating. Um, but he's been cleared of any wrongdoing and he's able to return to these shows. Uh, like somebody set him up for that, man. They were like, nah, we don't want you to do this. We don't want to pay you. <laughs> it seems a little too coincidental to me. Like, all right, yeah, let it well, you know, at least he, he didn't miss out on any of the seasons. So I know you guys have all said your piece on that one, but anybody have any? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Like we said before, there's going to be a lot of these kind of witch hunt and guilty by a court of public opinion, because that's what we do these days. Here's another guy who, and no matter what, he's not going to regain his luster. He's taking such a hit. It's going to be awkward to even see him if he resumes his duties. And here's the thing about that, right? After you deemed him guilty, after you've kind of treated him or or kept him at distance with a 10-foot pole and and pariahed this guy, you got to now kiss his ass on both cheeks to welcome him back into the fold because who else were you going to bring in to do his job? You, you, You may have brought in the sister who's always on there, but 
it, it, she she's good for coming in there and sharing her thoughts and being a walking dead true fan like that. But Hardwick kind of does what he does, and he's he's a good host. He's a good host. So I don't think that would have worked. Now you got to kiss his ass to bring him back. This well, is what in fairness, happens. In fairness, I think what they did, they did all their investigation during the off season, essentially for Walking Dead, and that's his most high profile gig uh, on AMC. They've got other things going on that he's a part of, but that's his bread and butter. So yeah. he didn't really miss anything on their end. Now yeah, all the different panels and comic cons. We're not just talking about that. We're yeah, not just but talking. I'm just talking. That's his big gig, though. So AMC. It's it's really they did an investigation. Big. But, but his really big gig was really the, the network show that he had, the network game show oh, that was paying fact, him fact. hundreds of thousands. Dude, yeah, that nobody was a big knows deal. About, I mean, those game shows show. That's prime time. That's prime time. Walking Dead is his big That's prime time, Jeff. That's prime time, Jeff. Did you watch that show? It doesn't matter whether it? I watched it, you watched it, or anybody oh, on this podcast watched it. Still, are you it was talking on about NBC in prime time? It was on NBC, NBC in prime time. That's NBC, uh, not The Walking Dead. Was NBC a talking was for that day. Yeah, it, no, they weren't. I they would, were, I'd, I'd argue that The Wall had worse ratings than Talking Dead. The Wall I'll, had I'll, worse I'll ratings. Go, I'll go track it down, but yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. NBC. It's NBC Dude. versus. Oh, no. In 2018, that doesn't matter anymore. I mean, nobody's sitting up there like, oh man, we did you watch about, that hot show on NBC? Budget. We talking Dude. about budget. Be realistic. You think to AMC? I'll be super realistic. Paying more than NBC's prime time game show. Dude, they're showing stuff on AMC better than the quality of shows that you see. Not answering my question. Do they? Which was your question? It, like I said, you think they're paying more for the Talking Dead than NBC is paying more for yeah. a primetime game show as the host. Yeah, you really I think that? Because there's some chump filling the roster, filling in the lineup slot for NBC. I'll see if I can find that. I doubt. We're talking about a network. We talking about a major network. It's NBC. The they don't have any man. That's hey Jeff, you jump out the window. Jumping out uh, the window. Universal own all of those channels. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, know, just I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, if, if they do, don't you think uh, that NBC has a bigger budget than AMC? But I don't think, think, I don't know I think he's one. more valuable to really AMC think? than NBC. I think they, for yeah, 100% and, sure and, they're going to pay him more on AMC than NBC because they're like, we get any dude to host this show. So for Hardwick, it was more, I'll get on NBC. No, and they get could, more, more no that's why they me. went with Chris Hardwick. This is why they went with him. But I don't right? think they were paying him this more is, than AMC was. You don't think so? Look no. that up. You're he, talking about he, network. He's the brand on AMC with their post-show shows. So dude, when you think talk of Talking Dead, you think of him. But we're talking dude, about the post-show. That's a big part of their lineup he's on not, He's not Andrew Lincoln. He's not like the star. He's not John he's Hamm. He's the access or, point or to a lot Brian of fans. He's their dude. dude look, and without walking look dead, it's talking dead. They're paying him more on NBC. Trust me on that. Trust All right, me. man. Tell you what. I'll huh. give you that, I'll give huh. you that homework. Huh. Right, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Because Steve has to go. So let's move on from that. But that's, that's the deal. So he's back. And... Everything squared away with him on that. But let's talk about the real controversy of these past five days. James Gunn, the director and screenwriter of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, 
um, got fired because of decades old tweets that right wing uh, pro Trump dudes dug up because he didn't like him talking about their president and got it up. And it's some really whack jokes about rape and pedophilia. And so he got fired from his Disney job, but Disney there's no way Disney was not aware of these tweets when they hired him because he's been very upfront about, Hey, when I was younger, I made some bad tweets, did some dumb videos, stupid stuff. And I'm, I'm, you know, that's what, that was me younger. And yeah. So regardless, Disney fired him and there are a lot of, a lot of harsh feelings on either side. Gunn is not one of those people. He's like, all right, look, I did this. I got to suck it up and deal with it. But there are people like Dave Bautista, who stars as Drax, who uh, is very upset about it. Michael Roker, who plays Yondu, is left Twitter. He's pissed off. Um, so it's just, it's just a lot of feelings about it, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Chief, let's start off with you. Uh, you know, um, I'm, 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 I'm about fairness, man. Um, and, uh, you know, I... I just got to, you know, we just had that conversation about my man, the Josh Hader or Hyder or whatever from the baseball thing. And, um, you know, he, he made those, those racially charged tweets, you know, of course, when he was younger. Um, I, you know, my, my problem is I, I you know, as much as I, I would like to see him stay, um, once you get caught out there, I think, you know, it was fair for, you know, what's fair for everybody else should be fair for you. Um, not that you may want to see somebody go. Um, but if, 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 if that's the case, um, and, you know, the thing is, you know, you, you, see, that's, it's a rough world, man, out here. Once you put something out there on, um, for the whole world to see, um, that's it, buddy. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't, I don't, you know, if I'm tweeting something, it's, 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 it's light. I, I, you know, I'm not going to go into anything crazy that, that, that's put on, uh, on display for the world to see. Um, nowadays, you, you know, you suffer, you suffer consequences. There's, there's, uh, you've got to pay somebody behind everything you've done, whether you were 10, 11, 12, 16, 20, 21, whatever the case may be. You might be in your 40s. <laughs> and, uh, you know, something you did, you know, when, when Twitter first came out, you got caught for. Um, and and people will go back to, to get you. So, um, you know, um I don't even take Ambien anymore because I might say something wrong. So uh, I think, you know, once you get caught doing, once, once you know, if it's fair all the way around, if we're going to start, you know, as long as everybody else who um, gets caught up like that, as long as everyone else gets fired too. Um, like I said, I'm still waiting for the for, for something to happen to the baseball player. I don't know if they got him or not. But if you're going to say things like that and people are going to punish you behind it, then they have to punish everyone who 
who gets caught out like that. Um, and and I'm sorry to say that uh, if you know if that's the, if that's the general consensus now, we're we're punishing people. Then you know, and everybody gets punished. Then you know, he just got caught up in a bad situation. And, and you know, not saying that I don't love this movie, but you you got to watch what you say. You and, and certain things. What you say? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people say things that, in the comfort of their home, they wouldn't want to get out to to the crowd. But you're not when you're on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all those little. That's not the comfort of your home. You may be sitting in the comfort of your home, but never get the two confused. You once you put that thing out there, and even if you try to retract it, someone has already taken a, a snapshot of it. It's already out there. Once once you let it go, so you know for me. Uh, my advice to people is, is shut your damn mouth. Um, let, stop letting your Twitter fingers get your ass in trouble. Um, you know, so like I said, you know, if, if if you weren't supposed to say it, you got caught out there saying it, and if this is the punishment they give everybody. Then this is your punishment, man. Don't and you know, and I and I love what you've done with the you know with the franchise that you that you worked on, but. We can you do at this point? You know what I mean. If, if everybody does time for murder, and then you having to murder somebody, yeah, you you gotta do your time, man. It is what it is. I mean, in a in a year or two, when everything calms down, you know, or you know, they call them in as a as a uh, unnamed consultant. You know, I'm sure it'll there's something to happen, but uh, yeah. So it is it is what it is, man. You know, sorry to say. All right. Uh, Gunner, what do you, what's your take on this? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, honestly, there's like I can't only think of one thing way back when that someone could misconstrue. But even then, I, as I read it now, um, as we speak, as you know, <laughs> she was just saying like you can find something when you were, you know, ten, twenty. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I remember blogging about that when blogging came out. Let me uh let me see what I said real quick. Oh no, it was cool. Okay, I can deal with it. I still might delete it, but who knows? I don't know. That's why I'm not telling you what what the name of the blog was. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like you can still get in trouble for that, man. And the fact that he's just taking it like a dude, like an adult. Like I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, man. I said it. This is what happens. Consequences. I'm out. I mean, people can be irate about it, but I mean, don't say stupid shit. And if you say stupid shit, back it up. And understand the consequences of it. I do. I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If I tell somebody that I tell somebody that ST, <laughs> STFU on uh, on uh, Facebook, I'm willing to take the consequences of that. But like, well, I'm not, you know, deal with that argument or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? I don't know. If you're on social media, you know what I mean? You got to do it like you would do if you were talking to somebody in that face. That's just me. All right, Jace, what's your take? Yeah, I remember uh, like our conversation a couple, uh, probably let's say about ten episodes ago when we were talking about Roseanne, and with Roseanne, it was one of those situations. ABC knew who they were getting in bed with, and her behavior did not change, nor did she show any that she was mature and grown up at all, like. She 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 said, yeah, I said it, blah, blah, blah. And then when they got when she got fired, then she made the excuse. On James Gunn, 
Now, look, 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 so I can keep this in order. From when Hatter, he said he, he did that stuff when he was a teenager. Is I, I said, honestly, I say it's like one of those, like a juvenile record. If you say it's like once you become an adult, anything you say, stupid crap you say on Twitter, literally should just go away. Because it's, 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 it's not a platform that really should have kids and basically have kids held to the, to the standard of adults. Like, hey, everything you said when you were 12 or 16-year-old now can come back in the Wayback Machine and said you did this. I it's just like that. That's just a that's the policy. I think Twitter and all those guys should say, hey, I don't care if it's a child star or whatever. It's like anything when they have the day they turn 18, 21, all those little ones just go get wiped away. Like even if they have like 20,000 likes, I don't care. Now his teammates, on the other hand, those are the dudes. It's like uh, I saw you saw all this. Did you actually grow up and apologize? I mean, are you actually that dude? If the answers, you were you were that dude, then I have no reason to work with you. But if you've actually grown up and mature, that's fine. Like that's kind of the same. Like, and I don't know if you, uh, Jeff, you saw like the guys from like New Day said the same thing. Like when Hulk Hogan got reinstated, they were like, "Hey, we're releasing a statement. Hey, I don't know the dude. Those words are indefensible. But if the dude has actually changed, like we can work with him." But if he had, if he's made a sincere apology, you know that's not him. We can we can work with him. I mean, same thing with Hatter. James Gunn, on the other hand, has a different story. His stuff was said like, I think Jeff, you said like it was like ten years ago, and he actually apologized. Since then, he was honest about it. Like, yeah, you, this isn't some joke. This is that's actually some stupid shit I said. Yeah, that was not the right way to do it. I deleted it. It wasn't even like he had, it was like, the stuff was like in his Twitter account. It literally had to be pulled back up. Like he literally like had the decency to say, hey, that's not appropriate. It shouldn't be out there in the world. It's poor taste. It was horrible humor. I don't, I mean, like trying to be edgy was a stupid ass idea. I'm grown up and I, I, I don't, I don't believe it. I mean, that's not cool to even have it out there in the world. Disney knew, like you said, Disney knew about it. Like, I'm pretty sure Disney does a better background than CIA because they are putting way more money in those directors to do that. Out of, I mean, like that, the best thing like for them was to literally say, Hey, let's have some BS investigation because Hey, we already are aware of this. So let's say, Hey, let's, let's, we're going to have an investigation to make sure everything will be our original findings were correct. Two weeks later after Comic-Con, all that dies down. You say, Hey, we, once again, checked our findings. This man actually said, even though those words were said, he's actually apologized for him. He actually knows that it's not something the Disney family would take into consideration and move on. So I actually understand all of the people who mess with, uh, like the, all the actors for Guardians of the Galaxy being pissed. It's like, I know what you... you you before I got this job, I know how hard you looked into my background. So don't tell me you didn't do this for this guy. Just because somebody else find, it was like somebody pulls out my dirt, my my dirty laundry from 20 years ago that I've actually apologized about. Like that to to fire me for that, that's ridiculous. It's like, and it's not like he's not gonna get work. It's like you you've literally handed DC a, a, a director because they'd be like, yep, you fine. We will sure as hell take him off their hands. Like. So I don't, I don't, I think that was a stupid move on Disney's part. All right, Javon, I'm very curious to hear your take on this. 
where are you at on it? Um, it's like like everything else somebody says, and 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 it to me it's it's 2018. Look, everybody, if you are in any kind of public format, if you're in any kind of public ad, delete your damn twitters, your Instagrams, because at some point something stupid that you said unknowingly, unwittingly is going to come back and haunt you, and gonna it may cost you your job, it may cost you uh, uh, opportunities down the road. So just delete it do without it i mean you you really don't need to have it because at this stage we're people we the the public opinion we're using twitter against everyone now so something that you tweeted hmm? hold on the problem is it's not a matter of deleting it it's literally like it was out there before and somebody had to pull it back out in the world that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is just leave it alone you you can't do that in entertainment Dude, Jason, we went 50 years without social media. There are plenty of people who don't have it. There are plenty of people who don't have it. There are plenty of actors. George Clooney ain't got a Twitter probably, you know. I mean, there are plenty of actors. There are plenty of people out there that don't have it. Kobe Bryant doesn't have it, for example. He's still Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe Bryant Bryant had that, he would get blasted daily. Okay, and he doesn't have it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You can still be who you are and work in the industry with your talent. You don't mm-hmm. need it to reach anyone. You don't need it. Your life would be better served probably because you wouldn't have to have to you wouldn't have to answer for something you said on this format seven or eight years ago when you were drunk one night. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to have it. I think the problem we're facing is that it's such a part of our lives that we think that actors and musicians and athletes need to be that connected to their fan base. No, you really don't. There were a generations of, of actors and everybody else did this. People in show business did their jobs without having a social media presence. You know what I heard today on the radio? What's that? That Beyonce is actually number four. Or on how much money she makes off of, uh, you know, based off of, you know, all the products and stuff based off of social media. Um, mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner, who has no talent, who doesn't do a goddamn thing, is number one <laughs> for all her yeah. products. She she's needs like, she's to tell me again. Dollars. Please tell me again why social media, why certain celebrities need to leave social media alone. They're making money off that joint, man. So like, I can't tell somebody Kylie not Jenner's to be on it right now. Next year, right? Yeah, they're making no money off of no talent. If you're using social media as a tool, I mean, look at what y'all doing right now. That's what I'm saying. Boy, I'm not saying that either. Stop. If you're using that platform to earn a living, then that's how you earn your living. James Gunn is not a professional tweeter. He doesn't have to do that. So I'm if you don't have to Beyonce make your not a money through that Twitter either, I'm just saying people are making money off of it. And she's going to make money from it. And that's good it's for an her until something that she said five years ago catches up to her now. This is what I'm saying. Follow what I'm saying here. I'm not saying everybody get rid of it. I'm saying if, look, this becomes such a problem, leave it alone. Leave it alone. You're talking about people who make money through this device. James Gunn, we don't know whether he's making a coin off of it. Jay, uh, Hatter, we don't know if he's making a coin off of it. Most people get just it so they that, that like they're connected. They're just talking out of their ass. They're talking out of their that ass. People should get off okay. Twitter and celebrities don't have a don't don't really need it and all that stuff. I'm just it. saying they don't do. Really they, some do. 
You're I'm saying some people make platform. money off of it. You're not saying that they That's need an it. That's an advertising platform. That's how advertising works. All right, so basically, what we got? Uh, all right, so I'm not going to get to finish going, my point. I got you. I'm going to get your point back. So basically, <laughs> celebrities use social media just like they do everything else. Like, they would go on, like, I, I read The Rock got paid $7 million, I think it was, for promoting, uh, what's his last one, Skyscraper, on his Instagram and twitter feed so they're using it the same way when they were going around on promotional tours going to the talk shows and all that that's just another avenue for them to do that um but i understand what you're saying javon about they need to be more aware of what they're doing my problem yeah so i'm gonna let you finish but my whole thing is twitter yeah exactly the Twitter police can't decide, okay, you said something in 2003. Now it's time to come for you. And I think it's it's a bad look for Disney to go, you did say something bad in 2003. We've got to fire you from something that you've been working on long after we knew. I mean, long after the point that you came out and said, I did this stuff and it was crappy and it was terrible. I was trying to be edgy and funny. That was on me. I'm stupid. Yeah. And he's done interviews. So it's not like he's ran away. It's not like he was tweeting like Roseanne, who was coming out there in the middle of her show's revival and saying all this trashy stuff. So for me, it's like, I think the companies, the response just needs to not be so dramatic outrage with everything. I think they need to take a pause and be like, look, he did this. I mean, they can issue a statement hey, this is not what Disney's about. We talked to James. We don't want to see anything like this in his Twitter again. And the dude hasn't done stuff like that. So if he falls back, then give him the Roseanne treatment. Fire him right away. But, I mean, especially on Twitter, because everybody thinks they're a comedian or they're saying something really insightful or deep or just biting and cutting edge or whatever. That's that's what Twitter's about. And how cool can I be in 140 words? Mm. But I feel like they need to... To, to dish the, the torches, deliberately said torches, and and evaluate each case on a one-on-one but, basis. But see, so Jeff, that's, that was part of my point. We're never going to get to that point because that requires logic and adult thinking. And unfortunately, we don't have that. We got, group, we got masses in mass. We got people in mass ready to crucify somebody for something they said 10 years ago. And to my point about social media, if that's your platform and how you make your money, I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying is if you're not going to use it responsibly, if you don't even know how to use it, if, you, if you're just going out there to say something and share your opinion, sometimes you don't need everybody to hear your opinion. And you can still be who you are without having the Twitter, without having the Instagram. You we agree. Still, yeah. 100%. Now, the only thing is... I'm not going through and scrubbing my Twitter to see what I wrote three years ago. And I feel like if you said something crummy on Facebook, et cetera, that she'd be like, oh, man, that was kind of messed up. I shouldn't have said that. Because I feel like a lot of people who posted stuff that with the hinds- with the benefit of growing up and being more mature, they'd be embarrassed about. Just like people who are in their 60s or 70s probably did stuff that they were embarrassed about. So... I just feel like trying to go back and digging through and being these researchers to try to find some crap on people is a policy. And they absolutely can't reward that with going, yeah, we're going to fire you. 
because it's just stupid. I mean, if people like Roseanne are doing stuff right away, you can, you can immediately get rid of them. But yeah. I don't think this retroactive, hey, you said something bad 10 years ago. We're firing you today because of it. I, I don't no. think that. Yeah, I, I just no, have that's, a problem with that. that. That's totally bogus, and I have a problem with that too. But unfortunately, like I said, that's the nature of what you're doing. When you go online and you say something, it, somebody could come back and use it against you. That's the unfortunate part of it. But you know, I, I don't agree feel that like that is reality. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I reality, agree that that but is I mean, the reality. That's, that's the why reality. I'm struggling my shit now. I'm literally right. trying to log into my old blog. Like, yo, let me delete this, y'all. Let me delete but the this. The whole thing is, I don't think this was a big deal until like this year. I don't think people oh, were going not. back and digging through no. to it. You know, I mean, because when people were putting their post out, they weren't thinking, hey, ten years from now, this is going to cost me a job. Uh, I mean, that, like, I know nowadays people go, hey, uh, if you're applying for a job, check your Facebook because employers right. are going to look. No one was saying that in 07. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, one. Exactly. no one was saying that in 15. Right. So it's, it's right. a new thing where it's uh, like, oh, we got a retroactive. Government was doing that. Government was yeah. definitely saying, hey, hey, right. hey, hey, hey. But, yeah, yeah. But, but that's because people were posting their, their uh, college party pics when they right. were having the right. uh, <laughs> parties. You big dummies, mooning people, but you apply. You're trying to get clearance, right? You're trying to get a top yeah. secret clearance, gunner. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I feel what y'all are saying, but you know, it's like th- th- that's the sad part of this this age we live in. Yeah. There's nothing in the dark anymore. Nobody's got a past and a secret no more. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say that. Nobody's got a secret no more. Nobody's got secrets yeah, anymore. Okay. Well, by the way, I'm sorry, Jeff. Can I say one thing real quick? All right. Has any have any of you listened to R. Kelly's 19 minute? Uh, no, I'm not listening to that. Oh man, now I, I I gotta assume that was in your uh, list for dummies of the week. Not really, because R. Kelly's if he's gonna win a dummy award, it's got to be at a, the last 20 years. He's gonna get a lifetime achievement award for dummy, but uh, we'll oh, say man. that for another day. All right, yeah, but yeah, I read about what he's talking about, and this dude, you know what? He Whoa. is one hundred percent down for R. Kelly's truth. Now, whatever that is, he's down for it. He is not wavering whatsoever. He's not blaming Ambien. He's not blaming youth. He's just all about, hey, <laughs> this is me. So let, let's get his name. Yeah, he is all the way out there. So um, this week. Mission Impossible Fallout comes to theaters. I have finished my review. I was very excited to knock that out early. You can check it out on lousemoviefiles.com probably by the time I posted this up. And so you can get my thoughts on it. But Jace went with me to go see it. Jace, what did you think about this movie? I'm, I'm trying to be very constrained in my thoughts of this movie. Gosh, that sounded really serious and douchey. I, I know. I was, I was working on it, too. I'm really Vegas. working on it. I, I really I put the magic still of thought in there. Um, <laughs> yes, go ahead. Wow, that was like Jeffrey's censored. Like, oh, I need to censor what he just said. Okay, so. No, I was doing the uh, cough uh, to clear your throat as you prepared to be pretentious. Go for it. <laughs> no, um, so, so I, you know how, like, the shiny object, sometimes you just think, Oh, this is the best shiny object I've ever seen until the next one comes out. And you're like, oh, this is the best shiny object. I really was like, okay. After I saw that movie, I was like, man, that was really the best Mission Impossible. Like, out of all of them. 
And two days later, I still have that thought. I mean, I know we were talking to one of the guys uh, after the movie, and he was like, nah, I like uh, Ghost Protocol. I'm like, yeah, but this one kind of had... There's a, there's a couple scenes in there it's like, where it's like straight no dialogue, but it really has you this thriller kind of action. You're really in this setting. It's, and it's so cool. And I'm just like, and there's no moment where how, how Jeff said, like, the, the I guess I'm going to say Ghost Protocol, where Tom Cruise gets knocked out for five minutes and somehow he survives. That's Rogue Nation. Yeah. Rogue Nation. So there's no moment that has that suspend disbelief moment. It's like, what? Oh, come on. There's nothing that takes you outside of the movie, which is super, I mean, like, locking you into that moment. You're just like, oh, yeah. Okay, this works. And I'm going to tell you this. After the first fight scene, you're going to be, everybody's going to be all the way bought in on this movie. I mean, because at that, that point, you're just like, oh, we ain't playing no games in this one. Like, yeah, this this one is, it, it, nothing's going to take you out of your element. Like, oh, that's just unbelievable. It's like, nah. Oh, oh, shoot. Dang. Oh. And from that moment on, you're probably going to be in the front of your seat. Like, dang, what's going to happen next? Sucked so. In. What did I say? No, I said you're sucked in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, yeah, you sucked in at that point. It's just you're gonna enjoy that next two hours, and you, you, you're really gonna be like, yeah, I'm, I'm sold on this one. So I, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to hear you guys think thoughts uh, next week if you guys go see because I think you guys will really enjoy it. All right, I have two quick thoughts on it. Um, the first is. I didn't know how long the movie was, but it did not feel long. I guess I have three then. It didn't feel long. It felt like a crazy ride. Uh, two, Henry Cavall is so charismatic and screams box office blockbuster star that I really need somebody, Warner Brothers, to watch this film and go, we need to make him just like this in our next Superman film because he comes off like a superstar in everything except for the Superman films where they find some way to kill off all of his exciting charisma and just make him a regular dude. And he is definitely not. I mean, he stands out like a star. Three. Even with man or uncle, he was like much more like, yeah, okay. That's yeah, cool. Like a personality. Uh, the third, uh, unlike uh, last Jedi fallout made me go out today to buy the Blu-ray of Rogue Nation because it retroactively made that movie better. And it's like the first film in the saga that's like a direct sequel to the previous movie. And it has all the best elements of all the best movies. So with that said, I asked you guys to come up with your top five action movies of all time. Because I have a sneaky suspicion later on when I do this, I may add Fallout to that list. But... I wanted to hear from you guys, just like of the films that you've watched all these many years, what are the ones that stand out to you as the pinnacle of action of action movies? Chief, you still with us? Let's hear your take first. All right. Uh, let me get to my notes real quick. All right. So my top. All right. So here we go. Uh. And I don't know if I've registered them as, as, as 
action. Uh, let's hey, see. Chief, uh, hold on real, Steve, hold on real quick. I forgot. I, I told the guys don't include the comic book movies because I feel like I could I could easily make a list of top five comic book movies were action. So well, these are our top five non-comic book action movies. Alright, well, I'm going to have to pick another one for my bottom one because I didn't realize they were all action movies. Um, let's pick my five favorites. Alright, all right, so here's the first one, um, The Matrix. Um, and this is a comedy but it's an action movie uh, in there. And uh, and I love this movie. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> That's a good movie. Though. Yeah. Hey, dude. I mean, they get busy in the movie. There's a lot of Solid. action in that movie. Solid. Um, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Love that movie. Love that movie. Casino. Uh, okay. Um, you know you you made you made a grunt like it didn't it didn't go well like you got my thoughts in that. Nah, 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 nah. Casino. My man was like, uh. No, uh. I was just trying to think of casino. That's all. That's all. Hey man, it's your. Let me say what you say what you need to say. Uh, I was no, just no, trying no, to think no, of the uh, action scenes in, in casino. That was all. I know there was some some violent moments, but yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, the, the killing is action to me. Yeah, that's um, true. And they killed they, they, killing. they killed a whole bunch of people in, in they, Casino. They did. This is a massive body count. Shoot, Casino starts off with an explosion. Yeah. All right. Uh, but that's, that's your fourth, right? Um, That's my fourth, man. And like I said, uh, 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 an action movie. See, I had, uh, like I said, I thought they were favorite movies. So I had I had Groundhog Day as my fifth movie, um, but a non-comic book movie, great action. Uh, I may have to go another gangster movie just off the top. I might have to go Goodfellas. All right, those are good choices. So I see where you're going with, mean, the, with the action. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Good deal. Uh, Gunner, how about you? What's your five? Oof, okay. Uh, this was hard, man. It's like, whoa, of all time? That's crazy. Should have given me like a year. Like yeah. like in 2000. I don't know. Damn. <laughs> uh, honorable mention, of course, will be Star Wars Episode 6, 7, and 8. No, what am I thinking? Four, 4, 5, and 6. Sorry, the original ones. Okay. Um, I I didn't even put these in order because they're just so hard. I mean, oh, another. You don't have to have an order. Okay, good. They're not in order at all. Another honorable mention would be Kill Bill. Okay, here are my five. <laughs> um, the original Kill. Well, both of them. Are, I mean, I know they was made the same time, same movie, but when they split it up, Kill Bill One is what I'm talking about. Okay. Um. All right, here are the five that I really would like. Yeah, first Matrix. Uh, I know that was already mentioned. The Raid, uh, Terminator Two, Die Hard, The Last Boy Scout. Ah. 
only because I kept watching it over and over again. I'm like, I love this movie. Right. Honorable mention to pretty much most of the 80s movies. (laughs) Pretty much all the 80s movies that boys our age should not have been watching, but we watched anyway, like Action Jackson and Robocop. That's right. Exactly. Action Jackson, Robocop, you know. Cobra. It was so it was so real that, that, that yep. they had to have a G.I. Joe dude get stabbed in a cartoon. Like in the cartoon yeah. movie. That's how dude, that's how action movies were in the eighties, man. It was real. Dude, they were building us to be the Cold War soldiers. They really we were. Had conflict I mean, and we played with guns. Our toy guns were guns. <laughs> you go rob somebody with those damn things. Like they were trying to make us warriors, man. It really was, and and I, that threw. I knew this wasn't part of the category or what you said, but I threw this one in there in case we had like a comical one, a comical action movie, which would be hilarious. Whatever your no case. holds barred, no holds barred. <laughs> Just for what comic relief, I feel like we make fun of Jason too much for All Star Superman, so I'm throwing no holds barred on mine so I can take some heat. Is that the one, like, the arm wrestling oh, movie? Hogan and Zeus. What's that smell? Oh. What's that smell? Chase, he's lining up for you. I, you know, I, I'm I'm going to prove that I'm the bigger man. You know, <laughs> I, I truly didn't watch that movie, so totally I did not tired. talk about it. Uh, Jace, you never saw No Holds Barred. I never saw never it. Saw no Holds it looks so ridiculous. It now we gotta like, go back and make fun of you some more, man. Was Willow on your list for real? Like, I don't know. Why? Why? Why are you gonna make fun of my list? I ain't even got my list out. Don't spoil your list yet. Okay. Gunner, were you so done? I, huh. I am completely done. All right, Jace, go for it. Okay, so I had because this is a very hard list. I had to further eliminate anything with like a majority sci-fi element to it, which took out The Matrix, Aliens yeah. 2, and Terminator. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 that, that was the only thing that could help. Okay, so I'm not even going to go my honorable mentions because you heard basically which would be three easy ones. So I have Heat. Nice. We got John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. I got Goldeneye, Gladiator, and I think this is the best Fast and the Furious. I, I'm not 100% sure, but Fast and Furious 6. I think that's the one where they got the the opposite crew yeah. working against them. So that was that's definitely my favorite of the Fast and Furious. I, I'm even going to put the asterisks on this list. I know there are some movies from the 80s I should put on this list. But I haven't seen them in like five years, and some of that stuff is kind of I haven't it doesn't, because I don't own it. I don't. I haven't seen it. Like I'm sure one of the Indiana Jones should be on that list. Oh yeah. I yeah. just haven't seen it in enough time, so it's like at least last like, year. Like, has to be. I mean, hey, hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. Yeah. Was that your list? That's my list. What what made you like John Wick two over John Wick one? I, I'm just curious because I, I thought John Wick one was better than John Wick two. Even though I enjoyed John Wick two, don't get me wrong, but I thought the first one was was superior. I like John Wick two more because of the international flavor of it. I like I I just really like how like 
like when they're in, uh, I guess, in Spain, or, or like I really like that setting where they're in fighting in the tomb. Like I really like that scene. Like when he's actually like he uh, has to handle the, the biz- business in the in the bathroom, like that tub scene. Like I was like, oh wow, that's that's that was deep. And I also liked in in the 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 museum fight at the end. I really like how they shot that one. So that was that's really what got me on that one. Like both of them story were good, but I really liked how they just utilized the materials they had with them on part two versus one. Okay, cool. Javon, what you got? Oh man. Um number five, um, cliffhanger. It's the best known. Okay. That was just solid. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, some people think it's hokey, but that was a solid movie, man. Uh number four, The Warriors. Nice. <laughs> Uh, hey, cool, but the Warriors is dope. I don't care what yeah. year you watch it, and that's a shame. They, they, you can't. That's a movie you cannot remake. Hollywood cannot remake that movie, and they better not try. Uh, it just wouldn't work today. Um, number three, that's a toss-up between. God, I, I want to put First Blood on there because First Blood was uh, First Blood was a father to a lot of movies going forward. And my, and the father to my number one movie, uh, number two, Braveheart. Number one, Die Hard, because Die Hard's it, not just because Die Hard was a great movie. Die Hard was the father, is the father to the modern action film. The modern action film where the guy, the the hero cracks wise, the hero is every man. It's one guy versus, you know, it, it births so many, so many uh, clones that you, you kind of got to put it high on your list, if not number one, somewhere close to it. Okay, Trevon, because I, I want to ask the same question, kind of, Lonnie. Okay. I, I actually almost put Die Hard 2 is my, on my list. What, what, did, cause what did you think was, what, what made you like, yeah, one is superior, because I like the bad guys in part two. I mean, part one, you got Alan Rickman, which was really cool, and his crew, but I didn't Alan just say the edge to part two's bad guys. No, I, you know, the thing about part one, I love, Jace. And part two, I, I love every every Die Hard up to three. After that, it, it's, it's boo. But part two, it's not that I couldn't get with it. It's just it was a little more impossible odds. It was a little more unbelievable and hokey. Mm-hmm. Um, but still good, but still good. Um, I just, he had, uh, what's his name? Sipowitz is his asshole copy had to fight against and all that, you know, it just, it wasn't as good. They were trying to recapture the formula, but they couldn't with one, like I said, John McClane, man, from the moment he gets off the airplane, he just, he meets our, what's with Argyle, the limo driver guy. All these characters, they build them up, and you actually start to care a little bit about them. The banter he had back and forth with uh, Carl Winslow, uh, my man Ellis, who you just, you wanted to, you knew Ellis was going to take a bullet to the face. It was just a matter of when. Uh, the, Mr. Mr. Noble, Nakatomi, he, mm-hmm. he, hey, Nakatomi could have said, you know what, screw y'all, I'm out, going through the Batcave. 
but he, he, nah. he, he you know what I mean? Um, he took it one for the team. Yes, exactly. Oh, he could he could have had a panic room. I would have. I missed the Nakatomi. Um, the black nerd guy and the quarterback is toast. That guy. Um, that was uh, yeah. That was the good thing about uh, it. That original was token black dude of the age. Yeah, he was in Top Gun too. He was yes. in Top Gun and all those joints, man. He was like the only black dude of that yes, team, no matter what movie you watched. That was, was that token. dude. He was token. He was the original Saving the Last Dance guy. Yes, he was. You talking about our Texas Walker Ranger dude? That was him too, wasn't it? That was him. That was <laughs> him. That's him. God, we gotta find that guy. He, he deserves it. He, he what is that Bama's name? Uh, I looked it up before. Him. Yeah, I was watching that for the hundredth time again. She loves he that movie too. Bust. He needs a bust in the movie. Uh, I think his man. name was Common Brown. It. <laughs> Standard black. <clears throat> Standard black. Yeah. Uh, looks uh, like it's Clarence Gilliard Jr. Clarence Gilliard that's Jr. Even more. I'm just gonna not talk now because that's just yeah. funny. That's right. right? <laughs> Clarence. Right. <laughs> but that's it. Like Jace, I feel you, but Die Hard was just and then plus you know what I love with movies or media, any movies, TV shows, games, anything, man. When you're so good that you're imitated and you actually start a trend where we weren't thinking about, especially during that time, we're talking about 1988, we had gotten so used to the stars of our movies at that era being Schwarzenegger and, and Arnold, big muscle dudes with the goofy one-liners that don't go at all, right? Drunk toast. I remember when I said I'd kill you first. I lied. You know, get to the chopper, you know, all that kind of corny stuff. Get to the chopper. Right. And here comes John McClane. He's funny. He's he's not big and buff. He's clever. He's he's just clever with it. And he just, hey, I'm trying to save my wife, man. I know everything's been a garbage sandwich since I got here, but I ain't going to let my, I ain't going out like that, dude. I'm saving my wife. And I'm going to be noble. And that was the thing, his nobility and his vulnerability. When he's stepping on the broken glass, man, he ain't got no shoes, ain't got no shirt, he ain't getting no service. And he's still fighting out here, using the fire hose to scale the building, just trying to save Holly and the people. That was nobility. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going for it. I don't care. I'm, if I got to sacrifice myself, I'm doing it. But I'm a regular dude, and I'm going for mine. It wasn't big muscle guy who doesn't get hit or Steven Seagal who – makes his way through 150 <laughs> random bad guys and doesn't get so much of a hangnail. <laughs> and he got the goofy-ass name like Mason Thunderstark or some stupid shit like that. He was John McClane, cop, New York City cop with no shoes, went around a building trying to save people. Okay. Well, that's a good reason. Stand. That hard one had Number one had a lot of good, like, happenstance yep. to me, right? Like, like when I say happenstance, I'm like a lot of what helped John McClane was luck. Luck, like, damn. yeah. He wasn't doing it. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah. And I feel like two was like pressing that luck, and then made it a little more glorified. Like the ejector yeah. seat exploding thing. I was like, okay, that's not no, that's yeah. okay. That one. Yeah. I can I can get the building in the hose, and even that was like, all right, come on, man. But plus, yeah, hey, Gunner, Gunner. We ain't had to throw. We ain't had to throw James Evans Jr. in a damn turbine. We ain't had to do that. 
Yeah, the turbine thing was also like, okay, so this is the biggest. <laughs> but Die Hard 2 invented the whole we don't really worry about inertia thing that ah. sparked, that spawned all the uh, Fast and Furious awesomeness from five oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Four on. All right, you all done, right, Javon? Yeah, right. that's my. All right, I, I I had some trouble on this one, so I've been going through my list as you all were saying stuff and taking off ones so we could have some fresh ones. So for my list, I decided I needed to to go away from movies that had a story. I just wanted straight action, so yeah. um, I just needed the the pretty much eighty five percent of the movie some fight explosion something so that took out kill bill volume one even though it has one of my all-time favorite action sequences ever um robocop surprisingly because there are some oddly non-action heavy moments in that um on her majesty's secret service which is one of my favorite bond films despite not having connery bronson or more um in Mission Impossible 3, as much as it pained me to leave this one off. But I think there's some other films that, that are a little crazier and a little more insane on the action than that one. And Raid 2, surprisingly, has too much of a story to make the cut, which is nuts. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it has a really good story. So that leaves me with, in no particular order, Expendables. It is all I knew that was the number action one. dude. <laughs> no, this is this is number one. This is one. Yeah, but it's like yeah, all the action dudes. Oh, oh yeah. All the action dudes of all time in one movie. And that thing has like two percent plot. It's go here, <laughs> save these ladies and, and girls. Stop sleazy Eric Roberts at his ultimate best non-dark night role. Stop Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, this movie has everything an action person could love. Um, it's got Jet Li doing stuff. He's fighting Drago, and and that that movie is crazy. Love it. And and dudes are just blowing up. I mean, Drago's taking a rocket launcher and blowing up people in the first ten minutes of the movie. So yeah, all about that one. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. That one was insane with the action. And it had Tom Hardy with a mask for half the movie. He couldn't even talk. Charlize Theron didn't have an arm, but they rocked things out. And it was such a creative action film. Um, you could tell it wasn't CGI heavy. It was it was just practical effects, but they did it so well. And Jeffrey. it was a really unusual backdrop. What up? But should we have complained that somebody who didn't have an arm should have had that role? You know what? I'm not paying oh. attention to that. Dead <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, let's see what else is on my list. So I'm I'm a big I'm big into war movies, so I had to go with the the craziest or most action packed intense one that I have. Black Hawk Down. Because man, you care about those dudes and their their choppers go down and that race to get to them and just that crazy action throughout the whole film. Eric Bana looks like the next great superstar, and you know McGregor's doing things without lightsabers. Really, really great action movie. Um, let's see, and uh, let's see which one I want to go. For. Um, John Wick. That that movie was like, wow. Keanu Reeves already did The Matrix, so he's already in the Action Movie Hall of Fame. But this one, I think, is even better than any of those films. 
probably his best one. And, you know, throwing speed there, too. But he just came off like this cool dude. He pulls off that haircut, and he's carrying, he's getting revenge for his dog. I mean, dude, how awesome is that for an action movie? It's not his kid. It's not his wife. You killed my dog, and I'm killing all y'all. I mean, that, that is just... You know, you write that down on paper and it's like, that is the dumbest reason to get into like this blood feud. But it made sense for the movie. And he, he just sells it with such conviction that I'm like, yeah, dude, kill them all. They killed your dog, get them. And so, yeah. And my last film, uh, I was going to see who was taking the raid. But since somebody did, I went with the alternate version of the raid i go with dread but dread yeah. 3d because yep. that movie oh my gosh that was one of those two before it was no it was raid three raid. i yeah. think it came out the raid two <laughs> yeah. uh, no it came out like right, right around the same time as the first raid yeah and, oh, it was raid two perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it was insane it was like the raid in 3d and magic colors and carl urban did, did his thing cersei was going off so, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I always tell anybody when that movie is cheap and like five or eight bucks on Amazon, that's the best five dollars you'll spend that week. Great action. Okay. Well worth wow. it in 3D. If you, and listen, if you got a 3D TV, that makes, I mean, that oh, is yeah, literally no. will make a 3D. If you saw that, like when 3D TVs were big, as soon as you saw that, you were like, I got to buy a 3D TV. This is awesome. There is no, there hasn't been a movie that's been on the theaters to make as good a use on 3D as that movie. It's like Avatar, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that movie really makes a great action movie in 3D. So it's like, yeah. Why wasn't I, I, that a bigger movie? Because everybody I, thought it was going to be like because uh, they had Sloan. a Sylvester Stallone film. Yeah, I am the. and I think people were just like, yeah, I don't really care. But man. That movie really delivers everything you would want in a Judge Dread. I keep hearing it, but I can't see it. Oh, you gotta see it. We, you you can't mention, just watch it. You gotta watch it in 3D. Right. Didn't we mention a long time ago? Like I think it made. I thought you may have said this to you. Like I don't remember. Don't quote me on this, but I thought. Yeah, I don't know if it was on air or just our conversations. Um, that that if uh, I think it made more money box office wise than it was. Oh, excuse me, home box office wise than it was you know, or home viewing, whatever home video was versus the box office. Cause no, everybody loves 13 it. million. It made, it made 13.4 million. What the heck? The first office. one made 34.6 million. It's alone. It, it, yeah. They got Lions, my money on that one. Cause I went to the theater to see the first one. Lionsgate doesn't put their stuff out in a lot of theaters. So that was some of it, but man, that film is one of those like if you like action movies, that it's yeah. dread is all for you. Okay. I've never seen is. anybody that's actually seen it has never talked bad about that movie. They're like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, right now, for for those of y'all interested, Mission Impossible is uh, at ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't imagine there being a lot of haters who are gonna throw that that score down. Who the hell is a three percent? I, you know, you know, somebody's going to be like, oh, it's too much action or it's too <laughs> intense or it's not good enough. I mean, it, it's just, geez. There was no love story. And I felt like that was a missing. Right. Guy. You know, there's got to be somebody right. who, who's going to be like, yeah, let me be that dude. Because I want people don't to have enough. Publicity. Publicity. They don't have enough felicity. <laughs> <laughs> 
that out there. Let's go, go see Mama Mia. How about that? Yeah, you go. You go do that one. All right. Well, that that was it for us on the main end. Do y'all have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Do I? Do I? All right. Well, let's let's mix it up. Let, let's throw it around a little bit. Jace, you got anybody? I'm, I'm going to call it negative, buddy. All right. Chief, you got anybody? No, I don't have anybody. Gunner, you got anybody? We already mentioned them, so, I mean, just R. Kelly. Cause, I mean, come on, man. I'm not <laughs> listening to it. I just don't need 19 minutes of your, your, your <laughs> Usher Raymond confession, homie. Like, look, you like little girls. You, you like little girls. Like, you, you should be in jail. That's it. I mean, I don't need 19 minutes of it. I mean, make that a deposition. And then throw his ass in jail. Like, what are you doing? Is that really what this, this is? There's no tolerance about? on that stuff to me, Jason, man. I don't see it, no pedophile stuff, it's, man. It's like, 19 minutes of him giving himself a pass. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, come on, man. God. It should be a deposition at this point. Look, I saw something on Facebook. Somebody posted a joke about. And, you know, we all, like, you know, pile it up. Like, this is rad. This is so stupid. Basically, like, saying pedophiles are, like, like some professors or whatever are saying, like, you know, it's like a TED Talk. It's, like, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> pedophiles are, like, a classified group of another sexual orientation. I was like, yo, oh, God, you know. Man. And I said something on Facebook. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Some dude come back, like, oh, you know, far be it for us to be open. And this is, I'm like, yo. I just kind of went off on the cat. Like, there is no argument for debate was a clean thing that I said. I will not say the rest on the air. But I basically rolled on this dude. I'm like, yo, there's no way. You need to stay away from every child on this wall. Like, you that everybody's child from that's on this wall because you will probably get shot in the face. I don't play around with the pedophile thing. I don't play around with the, with the with, you know what I mean? I mean, okay, 14-year-old girl who's lost her innocence already. You know what I mean? Like, that's still whack to me. I don't care what excuses you have. I can hear his excuse. I didn't need to hear it. I know those excuses. I've heard them before. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's no excuse for that. Period. That's it. That's all I got. Javon, what do you have? Representative Jason Spencer from Great State. (gasps) Oh, oh, that guy. I, earlier this week, I sent y'all a link to Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, Who is America? And it seems like on a weekly basis when this show airs, if you didn't already know, you're finding out, right? My man, Jason Spencer. Wow. And, and here's the thing. People try to... the. the People who defend these idiots always say that Baron Cohen sets them up or they play an intimidation game. And based on what you're watching, and editing is magic, it can be, but no. He's only giving you a platform to be who you are. He's only giving you a platform to be who you are. It's up to you at 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 a certain point to police your own behavior and what you say or do, right? Your actions and your words. And it seems that the people who are most embarrassed by themselves are just displaying who they really are, right? So if you get a chance, watch the clip I sent y'all, my guys on on the cast. Those of you who listen, if you haven't heard, watch it. It's on YouTube. Watch Jason Spencer, Sasha Baron Cohen, Who is America, and just see what this jackass does. Um, 
watch the whole thing. It's appalling from start to finish. It's 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 a tragic comedy because it's funny as hell, but it's so sad because this man was an elected official. There were people who voted for him. There were people who voted for this guy. And when you see what he does, you're going to laugh. But after you laugh, the gravity of the fact that this guy's an elected official and there are others who are just like him is going to hit you. And it's going to kind of make you a little sad. What state was that again? I know. I just want to say it for the year. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, this is who you elected, Georgia. All right, I said that was you? Javon. Yeah. That was your one? That's my my guy. All right, so I'm trying to find this out here to see if this is actually fact, because I hate, I would absolutely hate to get this guy's stance on this wrong. Um, <laughs> it is true. Okay, because I knew this guy. This, this is my absolute dummy of the week. And I can't stand this dude for a long time, but even more so now. So, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. This joker said that his players will not be able to stay in the locker room or kneel during the national anthem. So, despite all... The NFL basically saying, hey, we're going to put a pin in this whole, you know, fine protest thing. Uh, Jones, once again, is like, I'm going to be that outlaw. I'm going to be that cowboy who stands out a little bit further from the pack because I want my players to know exactly what I think of them, whatever they care about. And as long as it lines up with what I believe and think, it's all good. But this dude, I, I can't stand his old school mentality. And it's just... I mean, if you're a Cowboy player, I, I, I guess there's no other team that could use your services. But, man, I need these jokers to start pulling the quiet Leonard and be like, I'm not playing for this cat. Trade me. Because, I mean. Uh, yeah. Jeff. Yo, yo. Did he take a knee last year with his player? Uh, you know, I mean, that was, that was all for show. That He's was only because somebody called him a son of a bitch. Right. This dude. That ain't nothing to do with anybody else. Screw him. Okay, I'm just checking because he he was the one that made the biggest show of this. Now I got to give a shout out to the Giants owner whose name escapes me, and you know, uh, no Giants. This it's a new guy. Um, he was like, thank you. He was like, we're not we're not suspending, we're not finding anybody who uh, kneels or whatever for the for this uh the players and, and trump he mentioned him in particular and was like look he doesn't have a say of what we do and he has other things he needs to worry about and he doesn't understand issues our players are dealing with so we're not doing anything so shout out to the giants owner steve tish and a big screw you the greatest team ever now nah, let's not go that far um yeah man I, i'm just done with jerry jones and you know, every time every i wish everything bad happens to his Cowboys, uh, yeah. What if you want a pelvic thrust during the anthem? Hey, man, as long as you're standing, that's okay. You can you okay. can recruit all you want. I'll just check it. And you can feel free to yell at people who are kneeling or not showing proper respect, quote unquote, to the fight. While you order a beer, right? While you order a beer, go take a piss. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, take get up! You're messing up the anthem. Hey. Or as you have that shot, you're swearing. You're you don't take your hat off. What? Send that text. Take that you, selfie. All yeah. of those things. 
Yeah. You're, you're so, wearing yeah, the flag as a ornament, uh, but you know, not letting it fly free. You know. Thank y'all out there for listening to us talk about our action movies. We're gonna, I'm gonna give the guys another top five uh, for next week. So stay tuned. If you've got any suggestions, let me know on Twitter or on the website FilesMovieFiles.com, and we'll ask them. Or you can hit us up on Facebook. Let us know. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, fellas. Thank you as always. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.